All right, welcome back to another episode of Sled Stories, uh, the unconventional podcast where we cover um, all kinds of uh, sledding topics. So this week's going to be a little different. Uh, we're going to do a little phone a friend. Uh, Max is actually driving out to Colorado um, at the moment, so we figured to give him a call and see see how things are going for him. So let me dial him in here, and we'll get an update from the road. Yo. Good afternoon. Good. No, still good morning here, buddy. <laughs> so I still got a half an hour of morning left before I can say good afternoon. Oh, that's right. That's right. So and I'm actually, just... I think pretty soon it'll be, I'll lose another hour, actually. I can't remember exactly where the line is, but. Uh... Yeah, I was just kind of giving a, a, a rundown of what you're doing. You're uh, You're headed out to Colorado right now. Heading out to Longmont, Colorado, which is basically a suburb north of Denver. Uh, and thankfully, I am almost there, which is great. Had a, had a couple, uh, been, a, been a smooth trip so far, except for the last couple hours. It's been very interesting. Uh, but we're, we're, we're doing good now. We're cruising, and uh, life is good. It's sunny and about 45 degrees out, and I'm in the middle of nowhere, Nebraska. <laughs> Nice, nice. Yeah, Nebraska can be pretty desolate. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's flat and oh, it's flat. And did I mention the flatness of it and the cornfields and feedlots and uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's all of it. Yeah, something that can be said for those feedlots. Oh my God, how many have you passed so far? <laughs> uh. I well, how many I've seen with my eyes? Probably three or four. But how many have I smelled for the last couple hours? All of them. All of them. That's that smell yeah. is like unmistakable. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like a sulfury, like pee. It smells like pee, like stale sulfur pee. Just, <laughs> and you know it's coming too from miles away. You're like, yeah, one's coming. You can just get that smell, and he gets in the truck, and there's literally nothing you can do yeah. about it. No, you put the windows down to get some fresh air. It makes it worse. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. It make does. It, worse. it makes it worse. Oh, yeah. It really makes you, it really makes you second guess, like you know, getting a burger from McDonald's when you drive by those places. You're like, my God. Yeah, those those cows don't exactly live the greatest life, unfortunately, and you know that's why you try to buy free range beef because those cows are not free range. There's you know they cram a hundred of them in a pen that's you know two thousand by two thousand, and like it's. If you've never seen one, it's, you know, I'm, I'm not an animal rights activist or anything, but still animals deserve to live better than that for sure. Oh yeah. There's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing free range about, about that. <laughs> nothing, nothing at all. Like imagine standing in your own pee and poo all day, every single day for your entire life yep. until your life is over. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah, not not no, I, I can't, <laughs> I can't imagine. No, that. no, no, I can't. Oh. No. <laughs> But, no, but the, the thought of it is awful. <laughs> so how's the <laughs> the drive is going good so far? Your trade truck's running good. Yeah, trucks the truck's been performing super well. So I'm I'm driving my F four fifty dump truck. Uh, so I've got a nine foot dump body on the back of it with three brand new sleds in it that I'm bringing out to some friends out in Colorado, helping out Scranton and uh, some buddies out here that. Uh, that we ride with. So yeah, it's, uh, the sleds fit in there actually really well. Fuel economy, I'm doing a little better than 11, which actually is pretty darn good. Cause towing a trailer, you don't do better than that anyway. 
and uh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's so far, you know, the trip everywhere up until again a couple hours ago has been really great. <laughs> it's been good, been good ride. What's the uh, what's the diesel price out there? Uh, the cheapest I've paid for diesel, like I think I got it for three. I want to say three forty-seven or something like that, but like. I can. I got a thirty-eight gallon tank in this thing, and like I'm filling it up for right around a hundred bucks or whatever. Is that's that's nice. <laughs> Back yeah. home to fill this thing's all at two hundred dollars. So like to be able to fill it up for like a hundred and change, that's not bad. No, that's not bad at all. Not not bad at all. So when did you uh, when did you leave? You left. Uh, what day is it? It's Friday. So you <laughs> left. <laughs> you left. Uh, well, I guess Thursday night, right, or Thursday left, afternoon? Wait, well. Technically Wednesday, so I left my house in Vermont um, Wednesday after work around like three o'clock. I headed down to Scranton to grab the sleds that I need. I met Phil, which he coincidentally was driving from Colorado to Connecticut, and I'm driving from Connecticut to Colorado. But uh, so I met him there at the dealership to grab the sleds. We went and uh, and like that was you know phase one of the journey, which is only four hours. That's not a big deal, but that was to basically get 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 all situated so I could get going. Um, and then so technically I left Thursday morning. So we, uh, <laughs> so Phil got into town. I met him at the dealership at like 6.30. He arrived at the dealership from driving cross country at like 6.15. Yeah. So he was like, he was fresh off the road, which if you've ever done a drive that long, it's, you know, the last thing you want to do is load three snowmobiles in the dark. Yeah. But, you're, uh, <laughs> you're in full, you're in full zombie state at that point. Absolutely. Like he was in his sweat, all his, you know, like comfy truck sweatpants and shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like what was not, not in the, not in the mood. What was he driving? He wasn't driving his, uh, his white pickup, was he? No, he, I, I guess I didn't realize he had gotten rid of that white pickup and he's got a black, uh, a black Duramax now. So he was driving that out. He had a trailer in it with a couple sleds and a golf cart that he was bringing back. Back, oh yeah, back to Connecticut. So gotcha. Uh, sled deck in, but nothing on the deck or anything like that. So yeah. So yeah, we got uh, we got loaded up. That all went really well at the dealership. Headed over to I crashed to his place, um, and uh, on the way we stopped for dinner near his house and ran into some old sled buddies, Jay Cal and uh, Kyle Ose was there. So the four of us uh, caught up, which I think Phil, you know, I haven't seen, you know. If you're in the snowmobile world, you know you kind of have like winter friends and then summer friends. Right, right. You haven't like seen him since last. Friends. We haven't seen him since last year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, uh, we saw each other at grass drags or whatever. But obviously, when the boys are back in town, the uh, the libations will flow. Let's put it that way. Yeah, you'll have so, that. Uh, yeah. So Wednesday night was uh, was a little rowdy. I um, I behaved myself as a good boy because obviously I'm starting a drive across country solo in the morning. That's really so not how you want to start a drive out is just being hungover and being like, well, now I got another two days to stare at an interstate hungover. Yeah. Not, not the way to start off the trip, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah, no, not at all. So I had a couple beers with dinner or whatever, and maybe another drink later. But I was, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't in the mood to tie it up. Well, in the mood, I can always turn the mood on, but I, <laughs> I knew better of it. Let's put it that way. Right. Uh, I, I can't say the same for the other three. Uh, they definitely had some fun. <laughs> definitely had a couple cocktails. Yeah. Uh, you know, my intention was to go to bed. You know, maybe ten thirty, eleven walk my alarm was going to go off at four you know get five six hours be great hit the road right um about 3 15 rolled around before everybody finally went to bed 
Did, uh, so I went with. <laughs> go ahead. Did everyone stay over at Phil's, or what is it? A uh, were you at the bar? No, uh, no. Kyle and uh, Kyle and Joe went back uh, back home. Uh, it's like walking distance, literally, to their house. So it's you know they weren't driving or nothing, but uh, they left around I don't know two thirty something like that. So Phil and I just shot the breeze until probably three fifteen. He went to bed. I went to bed. I laid in bed for half an hour. Wasn't really falling asleep. Looked at my phone. I'm like, all right, how much sleep am I going to get? And I realized my alarm clock was going to go off in an hour and 30 oh, minutes. Oh, God. So I stood up, put my pants back on, put my shoes on, and I hit the road. So I didn't sleep at all before I departed for this trip. So when I hit the, when I hit the, when I hit the bed, when my head, head hit the pillow last night in Iowa, Comatose. I was awake for 40, 41 <laughs> hours straight. Yeah. It was the last time I, I had gotten sleep. So I'd been up for almost two straight days, which yeah, it's pretty I rugged. Done a no, yeah, I haven't done a no-sleep bender like that in quite a while. And uh, I did surprisingly well. All I can say is I'm a firm believer in Celsius energy drinks. In <laughs> <laughs> no way sponsored by Celsius, but they are delicious. No, if they want to send, them some, send some our way, we will drink them all day long, but like... I don't know. Those ones seem to work the best. Like I don't get the jitters or the highs or like the you know the Tim Beacon Red Bull Red Bull. Oh my uh, god! <laughs> so so yeah, I uh, I made it to uh, Altoona, Des Moines, Iowa last night. Rolled in, grabbed a grabbed a cheap room at a La Quinta, which actually was brand new and really nice for a sixty five dollar room. Like uh-huh. really nice. So grabbed a grabbed a bite to eat next door. Took a shower, passed out. Well. Woke up this morning at five and hit the road again, and uh, yeah, should be in Denver in four hours and nineteen minutes, says says uh, GPS. Awesome, and you didn't you didn't hit any weather. You had some pretty clear sailing, right? Dude, the only weather I or, hit was so in far. Vermont leaving. Yeah, I, no, I hit I hit crazy snow squalls on eighty nine, like up through the Berry Hills, like like zero visibility going twenty miles an hour of squalls. So that was the only weather I've hit the entire time. So oh, that's good. Weather-wise, doing really well, nice. really, really well. Which is, you know, if you've ever driven across country, that's the, you know, driving into weather or whatever is just it. It's the worst because all you want to do is cruise and be. As, you yeah, know, you just want to zone out. Home. You just want to zone out and just yep. cruise. But when you're like white knuckled, like full attention driving, yep. is is it's yep. exhausting. Honestly, it's like. Yep. So yep. yeah, you lucked yep. out for and sure. Being, Oh, yeah, and I actually, I padded this entire trip with an extra day uh, before I've got to be to where i got to be on Monday, or Sunday, technically, um, and just for that just for that reason, because, you know, you and I have done this enough to know if the weather's really that bad, I'm not, they're going to close I-80 for one, and two, it's just not worth it, because it just no. beats, the shit, it beats the shit out of you mentally and physically. Right, and and not to mention the risk is so high when you're you know when you're loaded down traveling and you get the crosswinds and the yeah. planes like it's just not it's not worth either you know obviously the ultimate is 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 getting hurt but the crashing, <laughs> crashing yeah. but you know obviously you know wrecking sleds wrecking trucks wrecking yourself it's just not it's not worth it especially when you're just like I could just pad a day and and take a little more time to get out there is you know yeah is, is yeah. easily is you know. Yeah, and the crazy thing was last night when I rolled into rolled into Des Moines, like I, my GPS, I only had ten hours to go to get to Denver if I wanted to. And all like all kidding aside, not trying to sound tough, I definitely could have just kept my foot on the gas and just kept on going. I would have been able to make it 
you know, obviously four, three or four o'clock in the morning probably would have been a little rough, but like, you know, I think there's a lot to be said about driving in good conditions. Nice. I never even had like crazy bright sun. It's been like just overcast and like low key almost the entire trip. So that's like mentally it, it does a lot for you as far as your stamina, just being able to keep driving. Basically. Right. And there's also something so. to be said about driving at night. I mean, I remember the times that we've driven out, like, it's almost, especially in like more populated areas, it's like you wait for the nighttime where there's no one on the road and you can just fly, yep. you know, and you can yep. kind of just, you just zone out and you kind of, as soon as your, your body gets in that zone, you can just, you can just click the miles off quickly, you know? Yeah. And, and of course, that's what I was thinking last night too, because, you know, for us, the first half of the drive is the, is the half that goes through all the cities. You're going through right. Buffalo, you're going through Erie, you're going through Cleveland, you're going through Chicago, you're doing all these and, like, I hit a little bit of traffic in Chicago and, like, all that sort of stuff. And, like, that's the stuff that stresses you out and, like, drains you. Oh, yeah, but once for you're sure. on I-80 and you're out in the plains and, like, I can let the wheel go for 30 seconds and not lose my lane. Like, yeah. it's just so <laughs> – it's so much easier out here. Like, you can if – you, if you get in that zone, you get dialed, you can just go and go and go. Yeah, yeah. Until you got to pee, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, did you uh, – obviously, you must have passed uh, our infamous 360 on the interstate right outside of uh, – what was it, Omaha? I think we went yeah. through Omaha. Right? We did get down to the plains yeah. is where we spun spun your yeah, truck we, around. Spun my truck around, yeah. We'll we'll save that full story for another time for the, for the kids. I think we should uh, – Yeah. Know, maybe we should get – maybe that's what we do. We, we do one with Beaton or something because that – that was a that was a one of probably the craziest incident that's ever happened to us sledding ever. So oh. that's a that's a that's a long story. <laughs> Definitely the closest we've come to complete catastrophe, but somehow didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but and that, and that goes back to the weather too. Is like I remember pulling up that the weather report and it's just like, you know, the storm was three or four states long. It was just this massive storm and it's like yep. it does. It's not a matter of if it's a matter of when you're just gonna hit this thing and it's like oh my god. Right, but, right, um, and then you know, you know, you're just gonna watch the minutes tick off your, off of your, uh, your arrival time, and the distance gets longer. Yeah. And then that blue line on Google Earth or Google Maps turns to orange and then red, and you're like, I would just want to die right now. I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> yep, yep. When um, that line is blue, everything is good. So you were, so you were mentioning that that uh, I80 got closed today for you. Yeah, so, you know, if you're listening to this and you've never driven I-80, if there's going to be a problem on your trip, it's going to happen in Nebraska, it's going to happen <laughs> on I-80. And, 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 you know, I almost thought I was going to get through scot-free on this one, but guess what? The, the, I-80, <laughs> the I-80 demons, they got me. So, so yeah, I'm, uh, I'm cruising along, and I, I screwed myself on this one. So I had about 70 miles till empty. Which, you know, that's about the time you got to start thinking about where I'm going to stop and where I'm, you know, whatever. And I'm solo, so I don't have a co-pilot, so finding the perfect place to stop isn't so easy. You know, right. usually you have a co-pilot that says, all right, you got 70 miles till empty, and 43 miles, get off this exit, and there's a loves right there, whatever, and that's perfect. Right, and there's good, there's good food, there's good, there's good poopers, you know, yeah. you got to think of all that kind of stuff. 
yeah, that's, I mean, on the road, that stuff's real important. So yeah. I don't have that luxury because I'm solo. So I'm just like, you just follow the signs and you don't push it too far. And so I about, I got down to like 60 miles and then my light wasn't even on or anything. And, and an exit was coming up with a couple places, a couple restaurants. And like, I wanted a, you know, like a crappy breakfast or McDonald's or whatever. So I got off the interstate, which turned out to be a, a bit of a mistake because once I got fueled up, I grabbed a, a crappy breakfast from Wendy's of all places, got back <laughs> on the interstate, and then it said rerouting due to I-80 closure. And I'm like, no. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> if there's no weather, no. why are you closed? There's no weather. The roads are beautiful. It's gorgeous out. So it was up ahead like seven miles or whatever, which means if I just stayed on I-80, I would have blown right through whatever it was that happened. So some something must have happened. There must have been some kind of accident. I don't right. know. It was rain. It, I did run like it started raining shortly thereafter. So, but the roads are fine. It's not like it's it's 45 degrees. It's no freezing rain. Like it's not it's not a yeah a winter weather issue. But there there had to be a bad accident or something. They closed the interstate down. So. The, the reroute, you know, the state police are out there and they're dumping you off on an exit that's like a couple exits before where it happened. And then you basically take a secondary road to get past the, the bullshit on I-80 and then get back on it. Well, the, the law enforcement officials did not do a very good job <laughs> because they dumped people off of the interstate, but they didn't tell them where to go from there. So what's the first thing you're going to do? You're going to take the, the closest parallel road to the interstate, right. follow that to the next exit, and then get off, which we've done countless times, right? So as soon as we get on this this road, we're driving. It's like maybe I get about a mile, and it's just trucks doing, you know, tractor trailers, all tractor trailers, doing 35, 40 miles an hour because it's kind of residential or whatever, and then the road turns to dirt. Oh, and God. It's and already, like, how many vehicles were on the road, like in front of you? Was there, like, obviously diverting traffic? Was the traffic heavy? Was there a lot of trucks? Or yeah, I they obviously just started diverting. So if I had to guess, I would say there's a mile's worth of traffic ahead of me, and the detour is like seven miles. So not not crazy, but a, you know enough that if there's a problem, it's going to cause a bigger problem. Well, guess what? It did. So mm. that road is like it, the road basically turned into like a farm access like county road and trucks were getting like I was watching tractor trailers in front of me slip sliding and spinning and this and that and the other thing and I'm like if we run into one bad spot a tractor trailer is going to get stuck right this is a one lane road this right. is not like you could you couldn't go around any like there's no there's no other way and these poor truckers are like going blindly into what they didn't realize was a absolute muddy mess and sure as shit a big FedEx truck pulling a double a double trailer got stuck on one of the hills and then another guy tried to go around him and then that's it so oh, I God. didn't realize that cause that happened up ahead a half a mile like into a dip so I couldn't see it so they so blocked they blocked both truck. lanes of the road so there's no going around both, well, you know, both lanes one yeah. lane one guy tried to go through like the ditch like you know it, it's yeah, it, it, it's a very tight, like, access farm road. So I sit in my truck behind a trucker, you know, just, like, kind of, I'm like, okay, maybe it's just, you know, someone's doing, so, you know, you don't want to. Right, you, you don't jump the fast, conclusions. Right? You're like, oh, I'll just wait this out and see what happens. Right. Yeah. So eventually, eventually somebody, a trucker up ahead that I see, pulls kind of diagonal on the road, gets out of his truck, shuts the door. So he's clearly blocking the road intentionally. 
to like say that's it, like you can't go. Right. So I'm like, I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Because everyone's gonna have everyone's directly. gonna have the same idea you had, and be like, oh, I'm just gonna go around. And if everyone did that, you yep. have a serious mess. Yep. You'd have a serious mess, especially with big trucks. Right. So the truck driver in front of me gets out of his truck, and I lean my head out the window, and I'm like, hey, anything on the CB? And he's like, no. He goes, these modern truckers are all assholes and no one talks to each other. He's like, I messaged, <laughs> I was on the, 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 whatever the channel is that they all talk on, like the, the community channel. And he goes, no one would respond to me. So I don't know what their problem is, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, ah, this doesn't look good or whatever. And I'm, you know, I was shooting the breeze with him for like five minutes. He was a really nice guy. And, uh, and he's like, I'm like, I'm thinking of just going through the ditch and like, I don't know, I'll send it through the field. Like, what do you think? And he's like, if I had your truck, that's what I would do. And I'm like, good enough for me. Good enough. And then uh, an expedition, like a brand new expedition with like a dude and his wife and a couple of kids in the back. He comes up next to me and he's like, because we were the only cars. Everything else is just truck traffic. And so he comes up to me and he's like, what are you thinking? And I'm like, dude, I'm like, I think I'm going through that field to get around this whole mess. And because, again, I, like, the fields go for miles and miles and miles. Like, there's right, no, of course. There's no, you're, you're not going to hit anything. So. I guess I I'd just be worried about going in, the, you know, going in the field and getting, <laughs> and getting like, uh, high-centered in the field because it's all mud. But, I mean. Right. Yeah, but, like, they just, I don't know when they harvested the corn or whatever and, the, and they hate or, you know, cut, the, cut the, the grass. But the fields look really good. It's cut really short. They didn't look muddy at all, like. Yep. I've done some, you know, I've done some off-roads in my day, and I'm like, I could probably get through this. So the expedition guy goes, well, you want to do it? And I'm like, you're going to stick with me? Like, I got your back, you got mine? He goes, let's <laughs> go. And I'm like, all right. So um, we blew, we got by those trucks. We went down into the ditch on the left, which was like a real shallow grassy ditch. So I drove down that ditch for probably a half a mile to get to where that truck was diagonal. Yeah. I pulled behind him. I pulled, like, I snuck behind his trailer and the truck behind him, and on the other side, so I went down the left side of the road, cut across the road where those guys were, on the right side is all cornfield, and I just put it in four high and just sent it through the cornfield for about a mile and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely traction control off to the floor. Yeah, don't don't stop. (laughs) No, momentum is your friend. Yes. Um... The, the expeditions behind me, we're just absolutely like Ricky Bobby mud bogging through this cornfield. End up at the end of the cornfield into like, uh, I'm a little embarrassed about this, but kind of like the farmer's dooryard. And like, so we cut through the corner of the field, off through the grass, and then <laughs> onto another county road. Then we took that county road uh, like a different direction than I 80 because it eventually led to a paved road. And we ended up getting onto some blacktop and back onto I-80. So the whole ordeal cost me like 40 minutes, but like I guarantee you that's an entire day worth of them getting <laughs> Yeah, they're probably still sitting there. It's raining. A tow, dude, a tow truck can't even get to where this truck is. Right, you know right. Saying? Like it's like how do you – and here's – there's got to be a 100 other 18-wheelers on this dirt road all pointing the same direction with – you, it's physically impossible to turn around. There's nowhere, no way, no how to do it. Yeah, you got to keep going. Because there's ditches on both sides. Yeah, straight is your only option. So, right. like, 
It was, wow. uh, it was definitely, I'd like to say it was a calculated risk, but it wasn't calculated at all. It was just a risk that I was going to take. And uh, <laughs> luckily, it, it came up good for me. So we're back on back on the road. <laughs> oh, man, it, it would have been so great if you would have had like a symphony of like trucker horns going off when you guys are going next to yep. the next to the blockage yep. and everyone's like cheering you on. That would have been, yep. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Well, I think. Or I'm they're going to be really pissed off at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I might have started a trend because shortly after I got back on I-80, like, uh, you know, I'm driving a, you know, this truck doesn't have the greatest gearing, whatever. I'm like, the speed limit's 75. I got my cruise at 80. I'm not going faster than that. It's just don't need it. But you can go 90 on this road all day long. Like, right. And people do. So all of a sudden I see, like, a Chevy 1500 go blowing by me with covered in mud. And I'm like, I know what you just did. <laughs> <laughs> and then I see another one. I just saw a Jeep. I saw, like, all these other vehicles that are just absolutely caked with cornfield mud. And, like, a couple guys, I give them, like, the fist bump. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I get it. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I, know where, I know where you came from. I know where you came from, buddy. So, uh yeah, yeah, I really wasn't looking for that, but uh, it only cost me about 40 minutes on the trip and made for a good story, I guess. And Hey, as long as it I works out, you know. Yeah, now I need to definitely pressure wash my truck. I've got clumps of mud everywhere, but other than that, that's a small price to pay. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> Very awesome. small price to pay. <laughs> yeah. And you got, like, what you said, you got about four hours left? Four hours and two minutes as of right now. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah, so I'll have one more fuel stop, and then I'll be there. And, um, yeah, tonight tonight the plan is to literally just take it easy. I'm uh, meeting our buddy Dave out there, which Dave's East Coast boy. He moved out to Colorado a couple years ago to, to chase the white stuff. And uh, wicked good guy, wicked good friend of Austin, basically our whole crew. We've known him for a while. He was originally a – friend of our neighbors the brands and like they you know he's just he's just a good dude and we go out there and hook up with him and so boom crashing his place tonight and then tomorrow we're going to deliver some sleds we got to go to steamboat get my sled and then we got to eventually tomorrow's going to be just a day of driving around and we'll make our way down to wolf creek for the abbey course on monday yeah so, nice uh how's the you the seen the you seen the weather out there at all you're going to be you're going to be hitting some stuff or I, what I haven't even looked. I don't know, actually. I, I don't. I know they got some decent snow last night, kind of heavier wet snow, but I was talking to Matt Ends today, just checking out how the conditions were, and he said they got a foot of kind of heavy stuff, and I'm like, well, that's that's all right. It's not, so, it's not terrible. You know, so, you know, they definitely, you know, they're a little behind on snow this year. It's not the it's not the winter they had last year, but it's still pretty good. It's, it's pretty good. So. Yeah, well, I mean. Now, uh, our – how are things back home? Are we getting a warm up or expecting one? Uh, yeah, it's supposed to. I mean, it's supposed to get into the fifties. I think this weekend. Uh, so the little snow that we do have is is uh, not long for this world. I saw the posts of like the groomers out from Swift Diamond and Bain and Rangeley, like all you know, they're all out or whatever. But they're like, yeah, we're not going to open the trails with the warm up coming because it's gonna that's gonna that's gonna kill them yeah it was looking it was looking good i think today was supposed to be the opening day but i mean if if weather was going to be nice this weekend they probably would have opened yeah yeah which yeah because what's today's date today's the today's the 15th yeah 15th oh yeah it's opening day yeah wow bummer yeah i mean it it looks pretty warm in denver right now it looks like they're in the mid 50s in denver and there's there's definitely nothing on the radar so i think you're good i think you're good as far as as far as driving goes 
Yeah, well, it's going to be – Dirty's going to do all the driving for the weekend. I've, I've done my <laughs> share, so I'm just going to – I kind of don't even care. I'll sit in the passenger seat and just zone out and relax for uh, for a little bit. Yeah, but, that's not, that, sounds like a, that sounds like a plan. Yeah, so we're going to go see uh, – we're going to go to Tucker's tomorrow, give him a couple sleds, go to Steamboat, drop off another one, and grab mine. Yeah, it's – should be should be good. And then uh then you're going to see you're going to see Ents down in Wolf Creek and you're staying there one night? Two, uh, two nights? Four nights. Four nights. Oh, you're four staying nights. down there four so, nights. Oh. I don't know if you're like staying yeah. down there one and going back to Dirties or, or what, but No, so Wolf Creek is about four hours south of Denver, so it's a little too much to commute back and forth, obviously. But uh yeah, the Abbey course goes Monday through Wednesday. We're gonna get there Saturday night. We we preemptively booked an extra night like a couple months ago just in case, and I'm glad we did because it's well we can stay there. So uh, we're going to go get a little bit of riding in on – there's some guys with sleds on sled decks in the middle of Nebraska. Heck, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll get a, we'll get a little uh, – you know, shake the cobwebs off a little bit on Sunday up in Wolf Creek, just kind of ride around and, you know, make sure all the bolts are tight and – Everything's good to go, and then we're uh, Mondays. Uh, Mondays the start of the class. Mondays a all classroom day. Nothing but nothing but classroom stuff. And then Tuesday and Wednesday we'll be on the snow doing doing the thing, doing test pits and burials and the whole shooting match. So yeah. I'm uh, I'm I'm really I'm really excited for it. It's something I've wanted to do for a long time. Super super excited about it. We yeah, actually, nice. You have to you have to get some photos and videos from that. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, we, talked about, we were just talking about snow conditions, and unfortunately, Matt was almost to the point where he was going to have to call the course off because the way it works with the A, I guess, I'm going to get the acronym wrong, but it's A, A-R-A-I-R-E or whatever, Avalanche uh, Coalition, they, they won't even allow him to teach the class unless Snowtel says that there's X amount of inches of snow because the idea with doing the on-snow is to see the layers and to see, you know, all that right. sort of business. So... He was, like a week ago, he's like, I don't know if we're going to have what we need. So with that recent storm, we're good to go now. But, right. you know, that would have that would have been a bummer. But we're good. Yeah, it looks like the weather. I mean, you're <clears throat> in well, uh, South Fork, it's like mid-40s. So you should, be, you should be good. Great. Yep. That's the one thing, you know, if anyone listening hasn't ridden out west and only ridden, you know, in the, in the east, that's the one thing that, that no one ever tells you. Down in the valleys, it's like – 45, 50 degrees, hoodies on, outside, shooting, you know, like it's great. And then you go up in the mountains right. and it's colder and the snow's amazing. We don't get that back home. If it's, if it's negative 20 in the woods, guess what? It's negative, it's negative 20, 20 everywhere. Staying, <laughs> it's cold everywhere. <laughs> so being able to hang out at the lower elevations and to have the, you know, the sun and the warm weather, it's like they're, they're spoiled out here with that for sure. Yeah, it's nice too that you're not you're not driving back, so you don't have to you don't have that looming over your head at the end of the week. Yeah, yeah, which I guess we didn't really discuss that. So I'm driving I'm driving this truck out here. This is technically my work truck, my personal work vehicle that I use in the summer for for excavation, which I don't use in the winter at all. So I'm driving this thing out here, and I'm gonna park it in Denver, and it's gonna stay there until the end of the season. So that way, you know, when we go back and forth, we have a vehicle out here. So that's. That's, yeah, that's but, like one of the hurdles of that's one of the hurdles of flying and trying to snowmobile is transportation, sleds, and like yeah, you can rent a car, but guess what? You can't move sleds around with a car or even a truck that you rent. So right, and, you know, and obviously that's, that's it, it gets the, expensive too when you're renting every time you go out. Yes, yes. You know, yep. it's another like, another expense you got to worry about. 
fuel-wise, I mean, I don't think I'd be surprised if I break six hundred dollars in total fuel cost for this trip. Which you know, you could spend that on a plane ticket. So that's really not it's that's not that crazy. And then now I have my own personal vehicle that technically can fit three sleds in the back reasonably easily. Obviously, two is ideal right. to be able to go anywhere, anytime. So that was kind of the that was kind of the idea. I mean, it's the first time we've done it, so it's Got to, got to try it, see if it's gonna make sense. So, yeah, and then you just gotta, you just gotta carve out some time into the season to drive it back, and then you're all good. Oh, I thought, oh, I thought you and Allison and Justin and you guys were driving it back after Jackson Hole. <laughs> yeah, did I, that change? <laughs> I must have missed that email. <laughs> oh, you did. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, yeah, we'll work on that. We'll work on that. That's okay. Yeah, that would be. So, and realis- realistically, that's probably when I'll when I'll drive back is after after the hill climb. Right, right. Yeah, that'd be good. So, I mean, that's probably like yeah. the end of the season. I mean, it's got usually a usually a toss up if there's going to be good snow that weekend. You know, there's been years where it's been, yep. you know, mid fifties, sixties, seasons over out there, and then you know, other times it's not. Yep. Other times it's still good. But yeah, like last last year, we uh, myself personally and my wife we went to the Jackson Hole Hill climbs in the end of March. And every year that we're out there, that we do go, we run into the B and M guys uh, from B and M Fab. They're they're super good friends of ours and just some of the best dudes you want to meet. They take a week off and they go out to like Afton and Alpine and they ride up until the hill climbs and then they they head it back home after after the hill climbs. So we usually run into them. And last year, they said it's the best snow they've ridden in their lives, leading up to that. Yeah. The year before, we tried to go and ride, and the snow was shit. It yeah, was it terrible. was. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot it of was, it, but it was, I mean, we were riding in long sleeve shirts, and it was, you know, it had yeah. been, it was like mid-50s, so it was, you yeah. know. No not, powder anywhere. No. Set up heavy, heavy, wet spring snow, which is fun. Still riding, still had a lot of fun, but... You know, you go through all the trouble and the expense and the time to ride out west. You yeah. want the good. You want you want powder. You're going out for the good, good, good snow. Right. And, exactly. You know, regardless, you yeah. make the best of it, which we did, which we did for sure. Yeah, I think that was the year when back here, like up up in the Chick Chocks, it was they were still getting pounded with snow at that time of the year. That's they, right. They, they had, were real their, late. Their winter ran. Their winter ran really long. So yeah, I remember leaving her like the snow back home is. Is like well, not home home, but up in the Chick Chocks was absolutely killer. Yeah. And then, you know, out west was just done. They were done. They were getting warm. Done. Done for. Getting yep. warm, getting rain, and just all done. But who knows? Yep. This year, I mean, after those, after the snow out west last year, I mean, it's going to be hard to top last year. It will be. It will <laughs> last be. Last year was like listening. unbelievable. Yeah, and I'll I'll tell any you know anyone who who might be on the fence about. Uh, you know, podcasts or whatever. That's that's been getting me through this trip. And I so me personally, I've, I've never listened to a ton of them. And obviously, we're doing them now ourselves. But man, you want to make some hours fly by? Just dive into a podcast. <laughs> just like, dude, I've been listening to. I listen to all like the uh, Muskoka Freerider. He just started doing his Boondock Nation, Snow West, the Barant ones. Like, I've been listening to those pretty well nonstop. And like. Obviously, if you're going out for going sledding, like what better what better thing to listen to, right? Yeah, and for sure. One of the one of the guys from Snow West said something that I thought was really interesting. He said, "Remember, two years ago out west was terrible, like one of the worst 
snow deaf years in history. Like, mm-hmm. they had no snow anywhere. He said by January 1st of last year, they had more snow than they got in the entire year previously. Oh, I believe Which, it. like, that's – yeah, I do too. But, like, to actually think about it statistically like that, that's – That's a lot of snow. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of snow. But it also shows you how bad it was before. Right. So – yeah, I mean, again, it's it's you know the the start we've had out here was looking promising, but then it still gets it still gets that warm up whenever the moisture comes. So hopefully this El Nino thing is holds some holds some weight, and we have a because we're we're definitely due out here for sure. Oh, but. absolutely, we're due, and I guess it's a, it's a La Nina, and I mean the, the signs are pointing in the right direction. It's just whether the whether, whether it actually comes got, to. I just sorry to pause you. I just passed a Grand Cherokee that has got mud up over the roof, <laughs> and there's probably a 90 pound girl driving it. So props to you, lady, for absolutely sending it through a cornfield as well. So <laughs> sorry, I'm so I'm very sorry to that farmer. I didn't drive through any live crops. They're already all down. I'm sure you can kill it in. It'll be fine. But you know, decisions were made. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably sitting in his house, is watching everyone romp through his field yeah. and going, God damn it. <laughs> damn it. Why did they have to close I-80 right here? It's like, I'm just going to give you some seed throw down so you guys can just, uh, you know, aerate it for me <laughs> yeah. as you're off yeah. driving through it. Yeah, but, yeah. Cool. Well, uh, I mean. Any, uh, any update on your on your track? Like, you know, let's just say, let's say the, the good snow's right around the corner. Are we, uh, we got a new alpha track in yet or what? Uh, no word on the alpha track. No word on the alpha <laughs> okay. track. It still says okay. no available ship date. So I'm just really hope I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping and praying and you know, anyone who's listening can also hope and pray for me that my track holds up. <laughs> I mean, it's, they got a, they got a new in box, uh, alpha track just kicking around collecting dust, you know, hit us up. Yeah. If anyone's got a 165 alpha track just sitting around, uh, let me know. Yeah. But uh, I mean, it's not it's 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 not quite on its last leg yet. It's it's close. Um, so yeah. I'm just I'm just hoping that I can you know it's it's only got 600 miles on it. It's not like it's it's not like the 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 miles are reflecting the track. It's just you know it's just it it, it needs it needs to get replaced and it needs to get replaced soon. But I'm just hoping that yeah. I'm hoping that it comes in soon and 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 it doesn't grenade on me. Um, but yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing better for an already smoked track than early season, low snow conditions. Right. Right. I mean, if it's already, if it's already <laughs> half got one foot in the grave, might as well, you know, just to see, I just hope it doesn't, oh. stra- it doesn't, it doesn't, it shouldn't, if it strands me, I'm going to be really upset. But, you know what we have to do? If that track what? gets worse to the point where it's not really going to be like usable and you get a new one, we got to do a track burnout. We haven't done one of those in a long time. Oh, that'll be interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I mean we'll do it like on plywood or something, so it's not so rough on the sled itself. But like, yeah, we should we should cook it off, do it up on a sled deck or something. Oh yeah, it'll 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 throw some chocolate chips out. <laughs> you and your chocolate chips. They look like chocolate chips on the snow, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, I don't uh, think it would. I, honestly, I don't think it would take. It wouldn't take long for those things to start whipping out of the back of that tunnel. No, it's, no there's a lot. There's a lot that are that are that are severed off at the base. Halfway that are there. Gonna, oh yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're halfway there. So, <laughs> but yeah, I need to get the other one like in my possession before I do. That. <laughs> yeah. And obviously if that one isn't like real bad, you still going to keep it as a spare. There's no sense in destroying it. 
But if it gets to the point where some of your windows are blowing out and like it's real bad, then there's no point in keeping it. Like it's, yeah, it's that true. fine line of spare versus trash. Well, yeah, a spare is only good if it you put it on and it actually saves you, but if you put it on and it's gonna, you know, strain you again, then there's no there's no point. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, I gotta I gotta keep the pressure on that and, and get that coming because that's something that I need to you know, it's not exactly a quick uh you know, throw on a track. Quick, quick, quick. You know, so yeah. I gotta kinda oh. set some time off or set some time oh you know, aside so I can actually put it on, but now, this might be a silly question, but uh, I'm not a big uh, cat aficionado, but do they have a small or a shorter lug alpha track that would work, or is it only the monster lug? Uh, not for the 165. In a so, shorter tunnel, you could have, though, potentially? Yeah, so if you do the shorter tunnel, you can do a 2.6 or, yeah, or a 3-inch in the 155 or the 153. Huh. But the 165 huh, okay. only comes in the 3-inch, yeah. So. Gotcha, okay. So okay. th- three inch or bust is what she that's said. It. Well, hey, that's no, okay. That's okay. So. You're just gonna have to, you know, take it easy on the trails now. Not overheat the old girl. She's, you know, we, we've seen. Well, yeah, I gotta watch the. Uh, I gotta watch the one ski uh, riding down the trail. Uh, you know, at sixty miles an hour. Yeah, that's probably it, that's not the best thing for it. It doesn't love that. It I doesn't love that. No. Going across, no, going across a frozen lake, doing that is not is not what. That's probably how it no, got to the point where it's at now. Yeah, that doesn't help. No, so. <laughs> it doesn't help at all. No. So, um, I uh, I'll leave you with a little a little uh, a little, little little cookie crumble of information here. Uh, we were chocolate chip on the first a chocolate chip. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a, a chunk of chocolate chip cookie on the uh, first podcast. We were talking about old my old red sled there, and you know when it might be your time and whatever, and that might actually be coming sooner than I thought as I think I've got a replacement sled lined up for it. So, you got to yeah. say that again? <laughs> I think I'm going to be buying its replacement in the coming week. Oh, okay. Um, you know, yeah, that, that whole that whole Polaris shake-up and trying to blow out inventory and so forth and so on. Uh, you know, Scranton uh, had the opportunity to get me basically exactly what I wanted uh, at a at a what I would consider a steal of a price, um, and uh, I think I'm going to do it. Not the greatest financial decision at this point in time, but let's face it, none of snowmobiling is ever no. so steer into it, I guess. So. Yeah, because obviously we talked about I need a stalker for for going up to Gru. Yep. And uh, the particular stalker that they were going to potentially let me demo, um, I'm just going to buy because it's actually exactly what I would want to replace my current sled anyway. So, yeah, that's, I think that's going to happen. <laughs> well, sweet. <laughs> yeah, very sweet. I'm, I'm excited. It's a good thing. It's a very good thing. Well, that's good. I know someone who's going to be very upset at you. <laughs> oh, who's that? The wife? No. <laughs> nope. No. Oh, who? Oh, Mr. Hayes. Yeah, yeah our yeah, boy. He's a bit yeah, yeah, he's going to he be. He might be a little bit. Uh, he might be bummed about that. He's going to be a little but salty. I, but yeah, but uh, you know, my my decision and his are <laughs> they're uh, they're independent of each other, and uh, <laughs> I wish he would have been able to steal the sled he wanted, but that's just not how it works sometimes. So you know. Yeah. Hey, Hey, yeah, it works out. You can ride out. mine if you want to. Yeah, yeah. great. 
Well, that's cool. A, so basically what, it, what it's going to be is he had a leftover uh, 146K off, uh, which is exactly what I would have wanted to replace it with anyway. It's an 850, not a 9R. A 9R would have been my first choice, but I won't be able to get one of those without spring ordering it. There's just none around. And then that would mean it would be another year. And realistically, I, you know, I'd pay almost, not, not quite double, but I'd pay a lot, a lot more. Mm-hmm. And they haven't changed anything. It's still the same sled. It's still got all the same suspension, same everything. So, you know, you got to strike while the iron's hot. And uh, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, the old 17 is going to be really sad, though. She's going to be. Dude, she's still got a registration sticker. It's still going to be put back together. I'm still going to ride it. It's going to get used, but not a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think she's got a lot of (laughs) – she doesn't have a lot of use left in it. (laughs) That can be the sled we jump the fire with at Spring Fling. How's that? There you go. (laughs) <laughs> that that can, every, everybody can take a turn on her and send it over the fire and uh, that way they don't have to risk their own sled and that one you know well she's she's beaten and bruised enough that even if it landed in there it's not going to hurt it all that bad so <laughs> oh that'll be that'll be a that'll be a proper send-off yes it was a viking send-off yeah it's like a viking send-off <laughs> yeah exactly. like you've done, you've done your tour your tour dirty sled so here's you yeah. know we'll put some music on and just let her let her go off into the sunset this dude right now is passing me an Acura MDX, and he's one of those that's sitting to where the point of you couldn't fit your cell phone between your chest and the steering wheel. Oh, God. Like, sideways, like, thin ways. I, I never understood how people think that that's a better, safer way to drive or to control your vehicle, because it's not. I don't know how that's comfortable. I don't know how you can even, like, drive it's for more than it, a couple miles like that. It can't, and, like... My, my, how I can say that is look at, like, race car drivers. They sit, you know, like what most people sit, like almost arm's length to the steering wheel so that you have the most control. Like, that is everything to them is control. It, like, <laughs> there's a reason they do it. Like, how do you think that that way is better? I, I never, ever understood that, and it's got to be uncomfortable and just stressful. And, and then and what happens, what happens when you get an accident and that airbag goes off? It's going to absolutely destroy your torso. If you're that close to it, I mean, I think either way you're going to be in trouble. But if you're that close to it, I mean, it's gonna, it's just like a bomb going off right in front of your chest. I've, I've got probably a foot and a half between me and the airbag. Like that's a lot compared to zero inches. Yeah. Right. Like you're gonna see that airbag is absolutely gonna stove you through the back of your seat. Yeah. So. (laughs) (laughs) It's just you know. I. Every time I see someone driving like that, I shake my head. It's like, how? Why? Don't you? Will someone show you the, the way? Show uh, you the light? I'm surprised they don't have a – I'm surprised it's not one of those people who have a mask on when they're driving their car by themselves. Oh, my gosh. That's just, that's just – that, that's the icing on the cake when you see that. I know. I know. You're, you're alone in your vehicle with a mask. Yeah. But I, to each their own, man. Everybody's – everybody, you, you do you. All right. Yeah, right. All right. But <laughs> I got a big old, uh, I guess I'll, uh, we'll get to do a little bit tonight. I got a big old pile of SLP starting line products parked in the back of the truck here for my sled and dirties and got a bunch of accessories. And, you know, so we got a little wrenching to do and probably have a couple couple beers. And, yeah, I'm, I'm just about just over three hours now. So nice. The finish line is in sight. Remember, we gotta we gotta take a little blast from the past. The very first time we ever all drove out here, 
Remember we were like studying the horizon, like those yeah. are mountains, dude. Look at the mountains. We can see the mountains. No nope. more mountains here, clouds. Yeah. And for hours and hours and hours, which it, again, to the people who've never driven out here or been out here, you don't realize that the mountains are like they're they're even further. You see them for the drive almost the entire way until you're there. Right, and so, you're like, that's like, a mountain. No, it's not. <laughs> nope, that's a cloud. No, it's not. It's a cloud. It's a cloud. Yeah. So, you know, maybe we'll see some mountains here in a little bit, but probably not until I'm just about to Denver. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, uh, yeah. Well, all right, man. Well, uh, you know, uh, just drive safe and, uh, yep. you know. Stay out of the cornfield. Yeah, stay out of the cabbage. <laughs> Yep. And uh, definitely, definitely we'll try. Cool. Well, uh, we'll talk soon, man. All right. Yeah. And we'll uh, catch you on the next one. All right. See you.